हेलो वेलकम टू द सेल्फ लर्निंग पॉडकास्ट बाय डॉक्टर सुषमा सिंह लेट अस स्टार्ट डिस्कशन ऑन यूनिट 19 ह्यूमन डेवलपमेंट हेल्थ एजुकेशन एंड सोशल सिक्योरिटी एंड वी आर कंटिन्यूइंग आवर टॉपिक अप्रोचेस टू ह्यूमन डेवलपमेंट एंड सब टॉपिक इज ह्यूमन कैपिटल फॉर्मेशन अप्रोच ह्यूमन कैपिटल फॉर्मेशन इज आल्सो नोन एज द ह्यूमन रिसोर्स डेवलपमेंट अप्रोच it primarily looks at human beings as means rather than as ends these theories are mainly concerned with the supply side and consider human beings as instruments in extending the expanded commodity reproductions once again there is no denial of the fact that it is primarily human ability to produce that distinguishes them from rest of the species in the animal kingdom but this is a very narrow view of human productive potentials apart from commodity production human beings are also creators of their own history which is not only a unique but a most significant feat as far as realization of human worth is concerned one of the two principal contradictions of all the class societies was denial of this realization to a majority of human beings that they are important actors in the saga of human history to be recognized as a distinct identity is quintessential to receiving any distributive justice which in turn is intricately related to the quality of life and well-being this is perhaps one message that has come clear and loud from the fall of former soviet union yugoslavia petoria and the iraq etc at the beginning of the 21st century that everything else is negotiable except the right to be recognized redistribution and recognition have become the inseparable components of human freedom in this century thus the concept of human resource development captures only the smaller part of the human creativity and misses the most important one now let us move to the next point human welfare approach this approach has gained popularity with the majority of the modern welfare states it looks at human beings more than the beneficiary of development rather than the participants in the process at a glance this approach appears to be in the interest of general well-being and common good but a pretty critical insight into the structural logic reveals that various welfare measures carried out by the different states world over are prompted under the compulsion of gaining legitimacy and consent from the masses it was primarily in the aftermath 
of the French Revolution, when there occurred a paradigm shift in the nature of social power. It was followed by a shift in the source of legitimacy from the Almighty to common man, which in turn was accompanied by a shift in the nature of class rule. Hereafter, class rule was replaced by hegemonic control, use of open violence by structural violence and brutal power by capillary power relation. Consequently, naked exploitation gave way to hegemonized control and governmentality. Therefore, a most ideal welfare state represents one that uses structural violence and capillary forces to exercise hegemonic control over its people. Consequently, what may appear as welfare measures to many are quintessentially components of hegemonic control and aspects of governmentality. Educational and health facilities given by many states world over in the name of welfare measures are the best examples of exercising structural control and governmentality. Now, let us move to the next point basic minimum need approach. This is one of the most important and also rigorously debated approaches. It was initially proposed by International Labour Organization ILO as a measure of adequacy of a development process. ILO has identified six basic needs namely health, education, food, water supply, sanitation and housing. It basically concentrated on the bundle of goods, commodities and services that the deprived population groups needs rather than the issue of human choices. It is because of such a crass existential approach towards such a sensitive and human issue like human development that this has been criticized by many. Some of the important issues raised by this approach are who determines basic needs? Is it the people, government or the organ of the state? Is it possible for anyone of to lay down a basket of commodities that people should regard as basic? For example, the ILO considers employment a basic need. According to Sydney Webb, it includes leisure. In China, it is a decent funeral and others may consider safety as a basic necessity. Is the concept of basic needs subjective or objective? How to resolve the differences that emerge due to the position one occupies in the market? Looking at it 
from the supply side. It may be possible to suggest objectivity specified quantities of goods, commodities and services such as food, clothing, shelter, water and sanitation that are essential to prevent ill health. But from the demand side there may be differences in the ordering of the items in the bundle along with the level of satisfaction each consumer derives from the items in the bundle. Do basic needs refers to conditions for a full, long and healthy life of a specific bundle of goods and services that are deemed to provide opportunity for these conditions. What is the basis to assume that basic needs expressed by consumers has a full knowledge of and free access to market and they are not gullible to temptations created by the misinformation through the advertisement etc. Moreover, how can one justify that selection of the bundle of basic needs is a result of their free will and rational choice and these are not made under pressures, enticement, fears and casualty etc. What is the purpose of participation? What form should it take? How does a right to participate relate to the political or administrative structures necessary for efficient implementation of the basic needs approach? Participation of people is seen as a major advancement towards their empowerment and well-being. But the question is whether it is a mean or an end. What is the purpose of participation? Is it for personal satisfaction, work enrichment, greater efficiency to improve results including cost minimization, community development or promotion of solidarity etc. Similarly, what should be the nature and form of participation? What is the relationship between the redistribution approach to development and the basic needs approach? Does the basic needs approach require fundamental systematic change or it is palliative? Participation does not always mean empowerment and democratization. The annals of history prove that autocrat and dic dictators too encouraged participation of workers, scholars, politicians, scientists and philosophers through highly undemocratic means. The findings of the B.R. Mehta committee report on the functioning of Panchayati Raj system in India also proved that devolution of power at the lower levels has proved counterproductive 
in the spread of democratic ethos in the country and this system of governance further consolidated the hegemony of the ruler potentates with additional power at their disposal moreover it is also a common experience of most of the elected democracies that leadership very seldom represents the masses most of the leaders who succeeded in getting elected are manipulators and power brokers rather than grassroots level mass workers they emerge as leaders through maneuvers instead of a real mass movement the experiences of the western democracies too prove that labor aristocracy had detrimental impacts upon the working class movements in these countries apart from these the questions this approach need to answer are whether basic needs are an end in itself or they are instruments for developing human resources in the age of globalization what will be the role of the forces of globalization and international support in mobilizing the basic needs finally what is the relation between poverty eradication and reducing income inequalities ak sen is one of the most articulate critic of the basic needs approach according to him the need satisfaction happiness and community based approaches present a one sided view only human development is a complex and multidimensional process and he conceptualizes it in terms of opportunities and capabilities commodities are like text open for multiple interpretations and appropriations a given quantity and quality of food basket has different significance for different consumers the uses and utilities taken from the given basket of food will depend upon the sex age health rate of metabolism state of physical and mental health of the consumer for example a pregnant woman and a lactating mother nature of work climate of place the level of knowledge about the nutritive value of various food items and rate of loss of nutrition through different cooking methods etc all will be determined by the capabilities of the consumer sen also argues that human development should not be judged from the degree of freedom one enjoys in having different options to select from which is the most important aspect of well-being in support of his arguments he places the examples of a starving beggar a fasting monk and gandhi on hunger strike according to him the last two that is the fasting monk and gandhi on hunger strike have capabilities 
and they have the freedom to exercise their option. It is only the starving poor who lacks capability and has low levels of human development. It is evident from the above discussion that the basic needs approach have been severely criticized by scholars and many scholars have expressed their opinions in favor of a more comprehensive approach to define human development. Capability options and freedom are the three non-negotiable minimum acceptable criteria laid down by many, but in no way are these agreeable to all. Francis Stewart suggested that the human development should be assessed in terms of more objective and observable achievements rather than in terms of subjective parameters like happiness, freedom and choice, etc. In the backdrop of these debates, claims and counterclaims, United Nations Development Program UNDP try to define and conceptualize human development. It was in 1990s that UNDP finally came up with its own definition and notion of human development. Now let us wind up the session and take rest. Thank you very much for engaging yourself with the self-learning podcast.